Hey, what's up? It's your boy, sir, of the 2020 podcast, LLC. Please say the LLC. And today I have a special guest, Dr. Mia McGee is in the building. How are you doing today, man? I'm good. How are you? Thank you so much for having me today. I cannot complain. Uh, the pleasure is all mine. Before we get started, I just want to thank you for taking time out of your day to do this interview. This is definitely something we wanted to do to kind of reach out more uh, to our educators in the aspect to kind of bring more things to the forefront. So thank you for allowing us to be the platform you come to speak on. Oh, I'm honored. I always love to be able to come out and give that information that we need to have out there to the community. So I'm, I'm honored. All right. So uh, Dr. McGee, if anyone were to ask what it is that you are a, a part of or what it is that you do, what would you tell them? Well, I am part of education, educating, and I believe in educating in the aspect of non-traditional and traditional, meaning that I teach within the school system, within the non-traditional sector, within the community for as classes, programs, helping you get your business started. I just love to educate as a whole. And so that is what I'm about. I'm about educating the people out in the communities on things to help them to get them, themselves in a place of self-sufficiency. So that's what I'm about. All right. All right. And how long have you been active as an educator? Um, I have been an educator. Um, I've actually been in education now for um, over 20 years. Um, I started out um, in early on as non-traditional, as doing, you know, a lot of things in the community, a lot of workshop classes, training. And um, as I got older, I actually went into, um, into uh, like they say, a professional training. You know how you do your training starting out in the community. You know, sometimes we start out as training school teachers. You know how we do. Right. And uh, <laughs> I tell everybody that because they're like, you came from a long way, didn't you? I say, yes, I've been educating as long as I can remember. Um, and so I loved educating so much and loved to see other people learn, whether it was um, learning how to do a trade, learning how to do uh, basic um, education. I just love to see that. So I've been in, been doing it actively for over 20 years in business sector and educational sector. And so I get a lot of reward out of that. Okay. Wow. And, and if I may ask, because every journey has a beginning, what inspired you to start along this path? Uh, what started me um, to what what motivated me to start was um, um, humble beginnings. Um, when I was uh, younger, um, I had a very um, I, I had a very I guess you could say a very uh, motivating, inspiring a type of upbringing. Far as um, when I was younger, I had um, it had been spoken because I was a a young, young, when I was young and I was born, I was born premature as a baby. And so for many years, I didn't, you know, of course, I was, as growing up as a child, I didn't know anything about anything that had been spoken over my life or what might have um, been spoken to my parents. Um, I was actually two pounds when I was born. And so they, you know, they told my parents, you know, well, you know, um, Mia may have some issues, you know, because she's a preemie. And, you know, at that time, medical te uh, technology was not as advanced as it was as it is now. Mm. And so um, my parents were, you know, they were always faith believers. So they never did let that keep them or think, make them think that, oh, their daughter was going to have any issues. They never even, I never even heard nothing about it. So I got older. 
but seemed like once I heard the testimony of how I was two pounds and how they thought I was going to have different challenges, even in my health and things of that nature, which um, I did not have. Uh, <laughs> I seemed like I excelled more than ever before because of what was labeled on my life. Um, it made me want to help others. Once I heard the heard that that was spoken about me, I was more, even more determined that I was not going to let that be a stumbling block to me or anyone else. And so I love to work with, with the population of people that I service that have been told you can't graduate, you can't start a business, uh, you can't because you have this type of issue. I'm the type of person that will tell you, yes, you can. And so that's how I got started. Oh, wow, that's powerful. Uh, a lot of times it's the message in how you started with the odds against you, but look yeah. where you are now. And that's, yeah. that's the power lies within that. So let me ask you this along the, the pathway of getting here. Obviously, there will be obstacles. What are some of the obstacles you encountered along the way to becoming this person? Um, I'll, as, as with anything, no matter what, what has been labeled on your life, no matter what has been told, um, you, could, you can be someone that knows how to do something great, knows that that's your niche knows that you are someone that will, um, that, that's comfortable in what they're doing. But um, if, you, um, if you yourself don't believe, then you will have a challenge. And so like anyone else, I've had challenges with different things that have been going on, that, that go on. Um, a lot of challenge was even being a younger person starting out. I always wanted to have a business. Um, I always wanted to do something um, that would be able to be impactful um, to help others as far as in a career um, or to help them get started in what they wanted to do. And so a lot of challenges have come in being um, starting out as a younger person in a business, as well as um, just having to, to just deal with, with something new. You know, anytime you start something new, um, it, can, it can definitely be challenging. And so um, I would say just getting started was a challenge, but going along and doing continually to do what um, I was called to do. It also has allowed me to be able to know that even with challenges, you just have to go in and have to let that fear go and just launch out there into it. Um, but I would say a lot of the challenge was me um, being fearful sometimes, just uh, starting out at first, you know, you just feel, feel, feel fearful. But once I got into it, I began to, you know, ride the waves and I was able to go through those challenges quite well. And it's going to always be challenges. I don't care if you've been in this thing for one year, 15 years, 30 years, you're going to always end up with challenges. So I just would say that um, anytime you're going to start a business, start anything new, any venture, you will always have challenges. It is. And that's a realistic take. A lot of times when we tell people to pursue their dreams we tell them about the wonderful stories but yeah a lot of times we don't give them the real love you know <laughs> the struggles the the up late nights you know the the stress so yeah. I, I think that's important that you stated that you know there'll be obstacles you know but you're proof that you'll still continue you can still make it if you endure so that's important thank you for being honest about that so my next question is a little bit more of a personal question okay and, and this will tie into uh, kind of us delving into what else you're, you're a part of. How do you manage to balance work and your personal life? Um, that, now, that's a, great, that's a great question. And that's <laughs> one that many people need to really examine closer 
because you know in the in in the times we're in now it's all about you know um getting the bag you know your hustle you know right. grinding you know <laughs> you know and so you know you have so many people that are so focused in on the grind or in the work of it and in the focus of getting the money and getting the bag that they don't realize you got to have balance though you got to be able to um, in the in the midst of making this money in the midst of you getting this pop this this popularity or getting this advertisement out there for your business or getting out there for, on the grid for people to know who you are you still got to have a life and mm-hmm. so um, the way I balance it, balance it all is by keeping myself centered on who I am as a person. And I do truly believe in, I truly believe in being grounded in your spiritual life, having a spiritual life, being able to, you know, whatever way you feel is, is that for you, that's your determination of what you decide. But um, whatever belief system that you carry, you need to, first of all, make sure you're grounded in that because that's going to lead and guide you into where you need to go. And then having a support system, not only around you, but within yourself, because if you don't feel that you can do a thing, like I said before, um, if your self-esteem is low, if your confidence level is low, then you have to get built up. And so you can't get built up if you never find that time to get a chance to be you. Uh, go out and, and, and I mean, yeah, we, we may be facing different challenges, even in how we do things today, but we still can do things. And mm-hmm. so we don't have to sit in a, in a corner and die because things are going on. We still can go and have fun. We can still do things, you know, do what we need to do. But yet know that business is not 24 hours. You know, that's why we have systems. And that's one of the things I do with my business consulting firm. You know, we develop systems to help you to put things into action. So you don't have to be a one woman or one man show because so many of us small business owners, you know, they like to do everything because they don't want to invest. And so sometimes mm-hmm. you have to invest in your business greater than what you thought because you want to have that chance to be with your spouse. You want to have a chance to be with your children. You want to have a chance to take a vacation. The sad part is so many entrepreneurs have been in business for so many years, but some of them have never taken a vacation. They've never had time to say, this is the time that me and even just by themselves, I went out and took myself out to dinner. Everything is about the business, the business, the business. But everybody knows Dr. MGM. They'll say, okay, we know not to talk to her on this day because what? Mm -hmm. Dr. MGM is out. (laughs) I took a schedule. I have a schedule designed for my recreation just as well as I have for my business. Mm, Important, important. Now, I'm glad you mentioned that. So let's talk more about your business. Let's talk more about your consulting business. Uh, Let's... What is it? Because a lot of times we hear consulting, but we mm-hmm. don't know the totality of what that entails. So could you enlighten the listeners as to what it is that it covers? Yes. Um, consulting covers a lot, uh, covers a, a very broad area. Um, so like you said, uh, if you don't really specify exactly what consulting you do, people are like, well, what do you what consulting do you do? So I am the owner. Um, I am the CEO and, and owner of AHP Consulting and Business Solutions. We are a full service business and educational consulting firm. And somebody may say, well, what is that? Well, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> We have uh, our business sector of our business. We help business owners and individuals to not only start their small business, but also expand their current business, as well as provide them with courses, professional development training, 
and backup uh, resources to help them keep their their business afloat. Meaning that we don't only just get you the paperwork to help you to get started with your business. You know, we all everybody is LLC down. You know how that is. LLC, LLC. Guilty. <laughs> we do help you get your LLC. We do help. We do have that service available to assist you with getting your LLC. But not only that, and incorporations and 501Cs and all of those other good things you can get. But we also provide you with professional development and, and, and personal development so that you can still be able to run your business without feeling you've got to outsource every single thing you do. So that means if you don't know how to write a grant and you need someone to um, train you on how to at least know what a grant is, know what the funding sources are, how to get into those funding sources, we have programs um, available and classes that will help you do that. If you need to know how to operate your nonprofit organization, we not only help you to get your nonprofit organization started, but we also can provide you with training classes to help you all along the way. So mm -hmm. in addition to that, I'm not only an, a consultant and advisor, I am a certified professional life coach. Um, I have a coaching firm, a part of my consulting that actually helps people to do their business coaching, also to help them with their uh, professional and life coaching, and also to help them in any other coaching that they need. So we do a lot of different things to help the business or an individual to get where you need to go. Because the reason I do the coaching as well is to help you with your mindset. Because once you become an entrepreneur, your mindset is what's going to help you keep you where you need to be. That's wow. Okay. And and how long have you been active as a life coach and an owner of a consulting firm? firm actually, actually, I have been a life coach for over 15 years certified. Um, I actually am a provider of certification. So if there's anybody out there that wants to be a certified life coach or already is a life coach, but they want to become certified, I am a provider of that as well. Um, we use the um, we use the, we use these resources from the International Coaching Federation. So some of our partners that are a part of our association are with the International Coaching Federation. We also have affiliates of associated with the International Association of Recovery Coaches, and so we are a legit certification type provider. So we help individuals that may want to become coaches as well as we coach ourselves. Spectacular. All right. So with so many years of experience and different experiences, uh, surely there have come moments where they are reminders or kind of milestones mm -hmm. that affirm that you are here for a reason. Mm -hmm. You had to choose one moment that really defined and solidified that you are along the right path, what moment would you choose? Then could you share it with us? When I really, now, now I'm telling you, you are one of the best, I'm telling you, you, you hitting it because <laughs> <laughs> you sound like you was all in my mind when I was thinking about, what am I going to say to these people? <laughs> um, uh, I call it an a aha moment for me. I guess you could say aha moment was like, okay, this is really what I'm here to do um, was when I had an opportunity. Um, it's been over. I would say now um, it's been about, I would say about 15 years ago. Um, I had an opportunity to interview, um, interview for a position and the position was for a educator position for his teaching um, teaching uh, individuals for students um, in a college environment. 
and I had to do a mock teach. And when I did this mock teach, the mock teach was a time when you are pretty much thrown. And when I say thrown, you're thrown in front of a class. And they say, just like you're getting ready to act, you know, action. And you're like, okay. But the way my mock teach was, I was not, I had no idea I was doing the mock teach. (laughs) The teacher, my interviewer, which I did not know that was the interviewer, she came into, she, she walked me in front of, I was out in the hallway. She said, come on in, Mia, come on in. I was like, okay. <laughs> and this, this is how it happened. And she said, um, uh, she said, I got to go run, do something right quick. I didn't know all this was in, it was the whole setup. So I'm in the classroom and she begins to, her class begins to just start asking questions like, mm. ah, ah, help me. I need to get a Microsoft Word. I need, I need my resume updated. I need, I need, I, I mean, they were going. And I'm mm. like, okay. I just went right into action. I went right into coaching, teaching action. And I started telling them, okay, you click here. You go here. Hold on a second. I'll be right with you. no, 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 no. The whole time she sat, she's standing outside the door looking at me, mm. observing and laughing. And I'm like, and the students were in on it. So they knew. That's hilarious. <laughs> she came into class. She said, thank you, Mia, so much. She said, um, she said, I just want you to know that you got the job. Huh? She said, this is your class. I'm, wow. I'm giving you my class. She was the program director of this business program. So she was getting prepared to step into her program director position more. So she didn't, she didn't need to teach anymore. She needed to devote herself to the affairs of being a director. Mm-hmm. So I was her replacement for her class. And I had no idea. The lady that hired me on, on the spot and everybody was just like, oh, she's going to be our instructor. Oh, and I was like, <laughs> I said to myself, I hadn't even accepted the job, but right. I knew I was going to take it. But I'm just saying, right. these people, the students were in on it. That was my aha moment was that I don't have to prepare for anything anymore. This is what I'm called mm. to do. This is, you know, she said, you just jumped into action. She said, you didn't have to get no script. You didn't have to ask about a book. She said, we knew you were ready. She said, you have to be ready. When the opportunity presents itself, that's what we wanted. We didn't want somebody to be scripted. We didn't want somebody to be programmed. We wanted somebody that was ready to do what they had been called to do. That was my moment. That was a spectacular story. My goodness. Uh, I would have, It's funny, you were telling that story so vividly. I don't know if you knew it. But I could see everything you were yeah. saying. I even saw the teacher standing outside the little wooden door with the small yeah. little window pane. That's exactly. Looking in. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Wow. Okay. So I want you to keep that same energy on this next question. Okay. For every high, there's a low. Mm-hmm. For every peak, there's a valley. For every good time, there are ones that are not so great. Mm-hmm. Here at the 2020 podcast, we like to show both sides of the table, so to speak, both spectrums to get a full view of the situation of what you've been through. Mm -hmm. At any point in time, did you feel that you wouldn't be successful? 
And if so, who or what changed your mind? Um, I could I could definitely say um, I could definitely say when it's 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 a it's a great decision. Well, I'll say this: whenever you are looking at being a employee, and then you say, "I'm going to step out and become a." Um, I'm going to be the employer or I'm going to be the boss. You know, a lot of times we hear people say, you know, they want to be the boss, you know, girl boss, lady boss, I'm the boss. You know, it's quick to say that you're the boss when you have another backup method, you have another option. But when you are the person that everybody is looking at as with the answers, it changes the whole game. So a time that I can remember when I was just really um, going in and out about what I was going to do far as um, my success or if I wasn't going to make it was when um, in the in the educator role was when I began to see um, I was on the same the same particular position as an instructor at the time, a professor at the time, and um, the position was the position that I had been placed in, it started out as a small program in the beginning. Um, and then um, the class I had took over was larger, but the program was small because I began, I had to actually, um, I was actually the human resource instructor professor for a new program. They had never had this program. So I was the first and the only human resource program instructor they had. Mm. And when I began to see um, it grow. And then all of a sudden, I was down to two students. And we had to have a certain number of students in order to be approved under accreditation. They want you to have at least 10 in a classroom. And this was when traditional education, when we were in the classroom, of course. Mm-hmm. So we had to have students. And so I'm looking at my role and I'm only having two people. And so sometimes I would be in the classroom with one student, but I had to teach that one student like I was teaching a hundred students because I knew that I was making a difference in that one student's life and they could become successful and they could be able to provide for their family. So it was a great challenge for me, but it was it was very challenging to know that this program was going to close and it was given so much, so much value. And so that was the time I could really say that was the most challenging was when I knew that I had made this choice to get into this profession. And now I'm down to two students. And then ultimately I was down to one student. (laughs) When I finished teaching at one particular college, I was down to one student. And that one student today is a certified medical assistant and lives in Georgia. She was my only student and I, she had me the whole quarter, like the whole time she was there. I was her only instructor for her class and she was there. But when I seen that one student that never missed that class, it made me know I was not going to fail. Why? Because I had that one student. It's amazing. Uh, we often hear whether you have a thousand supporters or just one mm-hmm. consistency is everything it is the exactly. one thing you can control no matter what uh, regardless yeah. of the outcome or regardless of the feedback as long as you're consistent 
it may not be as soon as you want it to be, but things will align themselves for you. Mm -hmm. So I find the power in those words um, inspiring, to be honest with you. And it rings true for a lot of entrepreneurs. They they often mm -hmm. mention how mm -hmm. I, I just recently I follow comedy. It was several comedians who say we've done tons of shows for free where there were maybe two, three exactly. people in the crowd. Exactly. Still perform like it was a, a houseful and. Mm -hmm the mindset it takes that means you respect your craft to the point that you will not slack no matter what says no a matter lot about what character says a lot about character so okay well thank you for sharing that that hmm that you, you made me think about something there made yeah it's yeah it, it it takes me back and I'm so honored to be here like I said before this is not just this anytime I can come and share about anything like this is passionate for me because the thing of it is, is that, like I said before, even though I was an employee under another organization or another business at the time, I still was an entrepreneur on my own. But it, but me having to deal with that, and I, I'm going to say this to entrepreneurs out there um, that are not working for no one. They're only working for themselves because I'm only working for me now. I don't, you know, I don't have any other, like I said, I don't have no side gigs. I'm the gig. <laughs> so I don't have a side gig. I don't have another check coming from anywhere else other than my own so um but it took a process of time it, it took me being faithful at those places and me seeing the ups and the downs and sometimes entrepreneurs don't realize that they just think I just want to work for myself I want to be about my own boss but you've got to you've got to be able to understand discipline you've got to learn mm -hmm. strategies and, and techniques even from a corporate job even from a nine-to-five job that you may be working clocking in and out from someone else if you can if you can learn lessons from those places and you can take those skills that you learn get your skill sets from those places and learn from them even if they were negative mm -hmm. this will help you as an entrepreneur to grow and, and be able to expand what you are doing now I will never forget I had a president that was um, a former president of mine at a former job and she told me this she said Mia I see greatness in you she said but if you let me sit down with you and show you some things I'm going to help you and one of the first things she did, she said, you're powerful, you're great. She said, but you need to work on something. And when she started telling me the things I need to work on within myself, I was a young woman. I had started out, you know, you couldn't hardly tell me nothing. Mm -hmm. You know, I had my own business. I thought, you know, this lady not going to tell me Then I just quit this job and move on. You know, that, that was that was immaturity on my part. But because I chose to listen to this lady, I, she when before she left, she she allowed me to be graced with many benefits. I mean, she took good care of me as an employee before I before she left and moved on. But one of the things she told me, she said, you need to be punctual. Mm. I had got I had got slack because I had been working for myself for a long time before I became a professor at that particular college. I mean, because I was used to doing my own thing. You know, if I had a client, I'd meet them at nine o'clock. If I didn't have one, I had time between them to do what I wanted to do. But when I hit that clock, I had to hit that clock before time. And I'm, I'm up in there scrolling in there like, well, I got a nine o'clock class. Yeah, I am coming in at, at, at 8.57. Mm. She's looking at me like, oh, that's not going to work. And I said, well, why not? I said, I'm on time. She said, but you're not going to be on top of your game at no 8.57. You have a class at nine. She said, where's your prep time? Mm. She said, you can't, you can't be ready for what you're going to do for us. If you're not ready, you barely got here. She said, you barely got here at nine. Mm. 
And I sat back and I thought about it. And one of my students came to me and said, oh, doctor, you, you, you rushing. Mm. They felt rushed. They felt like I was in a rush. So they didn't feel comfortable. So how does your customer feel when you seem rushed? When it seems like you bother that, that they're bothering you. That's keeping you from your money. Because people can tell when you don't want to be bothered. Or you feel like, come on, hurry up, time, time, hurry. And a lot of entrepreneurs have that same same way about themselves. They feel like this is my business. Either you come or you go. Well, if they if they go, baby, where your money coming from? Mm. You preaching. <laughs> you preaching. You, 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 you have to have customers. You may not have a one customer, but be faithful over that one and be and do that customer right when they show up. It's interesting you say that. I uh, was listening to a gentleman on the radio. It's a podcast, actually, I listened to. And mm-hmm. he said, uh, every time I come to help this one person, mm-hmm. they're always trying to finish my sentence. Or every time I try <laughs> to help them there, they're just trying to force me along until one day I had enough. And I said, you know what you're doing? You ever been mm. in the store and somebody behind you just been like, <sighs> yeah, remember how upset you get? Yeah. He said, that's yeah. what you're doing to me. Yeah. And the person realized it and immediately pol- apologized. I believe with this age of information and technology, mm-hmm. we get mm-hmm. entitled to the quick and fast and easy and the now, 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 now that we mm-hmm. forget that some people, especially paying people, you know, yeah. students, they pay for these things. Yeah, they pay. Exactly. Not, exactly. Not a time, a quality of a service. Quality. Yes. I understand. Yes. So it, it, it grew me up. It, it grew me up because um, when you are on a job or when you are in a position where you have to have performance appraisals and, and, and most of most of you know about that mm-hmm. you know you have job performance appraisals they have to come in and they have to rate you according to your performance and what you've done and and as as a professor we had performance appraisals we had student evals and when those students some of the students you know now you know you had some that just put down anything you know even in customer service I worked in customer service way before I became a professor but it but even in, in the student the student uh, evals they could have just put anything down, but they, they, they use those to determine if you're going to stay. Right. So, you know, I'm up on it. Cause I'm like, I'm not going to have them mess my, my student eval up, you know, by me doing something that was just out of character for me. And so, but when you become a, when you become an entrepreneur or business owner, where you are not having, that's why it's, it's good to have accountability. A lot of people don't realize the importance of having a coach. Some people say, I don't need no coach. Some of y'all do need some coach. Get you a coach. You don't have to get me, but get you a coach. Right. <laughs> and it doesn't have to be a formalized coach. It could be someone that can just give you some, 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 some accurate critique mm. of, about how do, how, how do you feel about my performance as an entrepreneur. When, I con- when you contacted me for, because I, I service friends, I service family, but know this. When you come to AHP Consulting as a client, you are a client. That means that I'm going to service you just like I service the next person. You don't get no favoritism. 
You don't get no changing of, of how I how I act with you. You're going to still get that quality customer service that I give every single one of my clients because you now have changed to become a to be a client, not a friend. So don't come in here thinking you're going to tell me how to do my business. Right. When it's a client relationship, because that's what happens a lot. People say, well, I'm going to get my girl Mia to do my, my paperwork for me. Yeah, you're going to get Mia to do it. But know this, when Mia has a due date for her payment, when Mia has to take her paperwork in for her for the state, you need to comply. Okay. Because that's how everybody else does it. You can't comply to the way that I handle things with AHP Consulting, then you need to get another consulting firm. And that's just how it is. That's why I've been able to keep my business as long as I have and be able to manage a for-profit and a non-profit at the same time and instruct and life coach and be a wife and all these other hats that I wear because everything has a format everything has a structure and everything has order it is and I'm glad you said structure because that actually leads to my next question I call it <laughs> long term where would you like to see yourself your consulting consulting form and yourself as a person in general with all the many hats you wear in the next one three and 10 years. Wow. <laughs> wow. Um, well, you said one, three, and 10. Mm-hmm. Okay. A year from now, I look to see the, I look to see the business being um, expanded. Um, my staff growing, meaning I have grew with more staff that can actually, I can actually delegate more responsibility to um, and so that would allow me more flexibility to the things that I do outside of my business. Um, in three years, I'm looking to um, possibly um, be uh, be more in more of a partnership uh, way with my business. I'm already I already have active partnerships, but being able to more outsource um, so that I can be able to reach even more people. Um, and in the five years, I plan on being global. And so that would allow me to be able to reach the world as a whole um, and be able to um, tap into those areas that would allow me to even be multicultural with, with um, even nationalities, languages, um, be able to offer services in other countries um, that otherwise I can't offer now. So um, first year, dedicated to local expansion, three years um, national, and then five years international, global, totally. Okay. Well, this will bring me to my final question and it's my favorite one because I dedicate it to everyone listening. Where would you like, excuse me, for everyone that has a dream is -hmm. always the hardest to pursue it. Uh, What word of encouragement would you have for someone who has a dream, but they're afraid to pursue it? Wow, you have a dream and you are scared to walk in it. Mm -hmm. I would say if you can see it, you can achieve it and you can do it. So when it comes to that, you need to just go in scared. Mm -hmm. And and because I'm going to tell you, um, any one of us that has started a business, and I know you know as well, because you are a business owner and you are doing your thing. 
there's never a time in this entrepreneurship world you're not going to be fearful. There is a saying, everybody has heard it, scared money don't make money. It's true. You, <laughs> you just got to just, they, they say, you just got to be, if you believe that you can achieve it and you can see, if you can see yourself owning that business, you just need to go in and find out what it takes. A lot of people, hindrance is them. Mm-hmm. Or they just feel like, I can't do it like them. You don't supposed to do it like them. It's your vision. It's your dream. So at any time, you are free to change it up. Why? Mm -hmm. You're the visionary of it. You're the one that sees it. I don't see it. You see it. So in order for it to take place, you're going to have to just jump out there and do it. You take small steps. Nobody didn't tell you to go out there and take all your money. And, and invest everything you have into the business at the first try. Mm. You must be willing to use, if you have $25, and I tell my clients this all the time. I say, I'm ready when you are. I had one client one time. They, added, they told me they had $50. I said, okay, you got $50. Okay, you willing to put that $50 to your business? Yes. Let's go, let's go register your name today. That's it. That's all it takes. Registered their name with the state. Okay, then. What you got this week? I got a hundred more dollars. Mm. Let's go ahead and let's go ahead and start your process to get your other paperwork started then. Mm-hmm. But every time that person looked up on that wall and they seen that name reservation, it motivated them. Because why? That name reservation expires in a year. Mm-hmm. So if you can get that name reserved, and I'm just talking about the state of Alabama currently, you know, we have other states that, you know, they have a different process, but I'm just speaking for Alabama. You started that, you got that name reserved in Alabama. So that means that you have up to a year to get your, your LLC, for example, incorporation or whatever way you decide to go. But the whole time I'm going to be right there like, okay, you know, you got, you, okay, you had that name reserved three months ago. Okay, time ticking. You only got nine more months. Right. So sometimes people need something they can see. That's why people do vision boards in the beginning of the year. So they can have something to look at to show them, okay, that's the car I want. That's that's what I want. That's the business I want. Something before them. And I believe a lot of times if you can see it, it you can can achieve it. There it is. I'm a firm believer in that. (laughs) Yeah. Dr. MGM, I appreciate you taking time out your day again to do this interview. This was an absolute pleasure. It was an inspiration overall. Awesome. If if anyone wants to get in contact with you, whether it be about the consulting firm or just, they may have just questions. What is the best way to get in contact with you? The best way to get in touch with me is to go to www.myname.mia.mcgee. M-C-G-E-E dot com. That's the best way to get in touch with me because it has information about my for-profit, my non-profit, how you start your business, how you get a coaching session, consulting, all of that is on that website. So if they go to miamagee.com and they click services or they click uh, contact us, 
best way to be contact us because I think I just told you what to go to AHP. <laughs> if you go to MiaMcGee.com, you can just go to contact the contact us page and it will have all the links of how to get in touch with me and how you can reach me. Um, it has everything on there. How to even get your, you know, get your professional development courses. All of that is in there. So if you go on that site, you'll be able to reach me for anything you need. And I always offer a complimentary 20 minute session. Um, so you can go on that site, click the calendar, book a 20 minute free complimentary session, and I can talk to you about how I can assist you with any of these services that I told you about today. There it is. Dr. Mia McGee, the 2020 Podcast LLC. This has been a business minute. And with that information, we are out. Yes. Thank you. Oh, thank you. That was awesome. <laughs>